Welcome to another edition of Birds of a Feather. We're back with our co-ed edition because it's, bitch, it's a new year tomorrow. So let's start <laughs> with a new outlook on the old shit that is Philly sports right now. I'm joined again with my boy who I literally was like, let's do this as soon as possible before I don't remember <laughs> the rest of this day. How you doing, Eddie B? Welcome, welcome back. I'm good, I'm good. I'm just uh, glad we're doing it now. Well, I'm, a little hard to do later so I'm to start drinking, you know. Hence <laughs> why I said this is like better better sooner sooner than uh I'm already talking like I'm drunk. Anyway. So as, yeah. as you know, I've texted you and I sent you that article that uh one of the uh analysts, uh, I guess on the beat on the birds beat, Philip Eagles beat, uh talking about ten possible names that will not be with the Eagles. Uh, rejoining this season now we're gonna have to suffer through one more game Sunday night football and yeah that's right they did flex it to the night right and I don't know even before we even talk about that article what are your thoughts on even the 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 fact that we have to watch ourselves battle a team when we're already out of it like what was what is the point well I mean it sucks but you know like I said you gotta play every game you scheduled so um, uh, I'm just hoping no one gets hurt in this game that's going to be back next year so that's my main thing but I mean there's a lot of I guess there's some things you can see from some of the young guys let them play that's what I would do just let the young guys play like set everybody else because this game really doesn't matter it doesn't matter why wouldn't they just dress good old Nate <laughs> <laughs> Why was he inactive all year, though? For real, for real. Like, it's really... Homeboy only got... He had a broken wrist, and then you figured he was going to be gone the rest of that year, but that was just for preseason anyway. So the only time we saw Nate play was a Redskins game, and I remember he threw a touchdown at Nelson Aguilar, and that's the last time you saw him. Yeah, I mean, it, unfortunately, you know, it just happened, the fact that once, them, you know, once they bought in uh, you know, Hurts, I knew he was going to push him away. That's yeah. going to push him away because, I mean, a talent, it's, <laughs> and he, he's not a bad quarterback, but, you know, you, you got your young, explosive rookie that you want to see or do you want to see, you know, somebody who knows your system, yeah, or well, do you want to see him? Well, didn't they say that he had lower body soreness, you know, from the last game? So why would you want to hurt him even further? Because he's still learning how to take these hits, you know, more than he's used to. yeah. I mean that's gonna be that's gonna be the big question, but maybe he won't play the whole game. We'll see. Here's my problem: the fact that all year everyone has been hurt, okay, and the the, the numerous front office bad decisions, which have, you know, continuously, what's that saying? Uh, stuck a something in my crawl, you know. I just yeah. I I hate the feeling that every season pretty much since the Super Bowl has reflected as to why it's important to really have a strong draft or to seal up the players that you needed to seal up to have some sort somewhat of a core you know so that all you got to do is you know like they say you know pick and play pick and play you know put somebody in there that can just take place someone who gets injured it just seemed like every other person is injured every other game every other season yeah, I mean it's <laughs> it, 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 yeah it, it's it's a tough thing to just think about. I mean we because we can't even get the draft right half the time. So I mean that's just mm-hmm. 
that, that that's the number one thing there you know, we just we can't get it right I mean people are just like oh well you know I want us to get a higher draft pick I also don't want how we mess it up either I think yep. if we lose I think we'll what picking what we'll, we'll be in the t- we're automatically in the top 10 already right we can get some talent in top 10 and as long if, as they don't they don't if they don't drop the pick like they normally do to Dallas or somebody oh let's hope not they need the talent I mean we got they, this year we have a what a draw I think you have a pick in every round, except for, I think maybe the fourth. I think we have two number threes or something like that. Okay. Or something weird. Yeah, I think one of them has two and we're missing in one round. But who knows? I mean, that could change too. We could, we could, we could uh, trade some players away. Who knows? To pick up more. All right. So. Well, initially, I have to go back to my thought originally when I saw that article is that. The fact that the cover of the picture of the article for the NBC Sports Philly it showed boy. that is those oh is that the boy? Hey, it's our boy, yeah. Oh, I said it's our boy. Zach Ertz gone. I think he's gonna yeah. be gone. Oh, I thought I thought I don't know why I thought you were talking. <laughs> oh no, nah, you, you can't hear him right now. He's he's up, but oh poor boy. Um, no, yes, I and and here here's my thoughts. Very mixed with Zach because. We've had him so long, and yet at the same time, you knew something wasn't right when, and we talked about this before on the on the comeback pod where you and me were discussing all the stuff we hadn't discussed all season, but mm-hmm. the fact that he even had any kind of verbal altercation, you know, with Howie on the field, Zach has never been one to kick up dust, and, and, and it's about me. So I feel like this is a piggyback off of how the season ended last year, where Doug said that those coaches would stay and then the next day they were fired. So there seems to me there's some kind of disconnect between Doug and Howie and Lori. And I think that they chose Doug, obviously, which is what we all probably thought when he first became the coach. You know, okay, mediocre, mediocre hire. They couldn't find anybody else. But yet everybody who wanted the certain picks that we wanted didn't really pan out anyway. I mean, nobody's looking for Gase. Nobody's checking for any of those other coaches right now. So at this point, does it make you look back and say, well, of course the thing with Earth fell through. Why would he re-sign the tight end that basically came into his own the last couple of years when he hasn't always been a quote-unquote complete tight end? Yeah, I mean... <clears throat> Uh, but uh, he but he brings so much else to the table. You know, it's just mm-hmm. sad that that's how they're looking at him. That's yeah. that's the case because you know he, I mean, he he's mainly a, re- a receiving tight end. Yeah, <laughs> and that's why him and Dallas worked because Dallas was his his complement because Dallas does block. But the problem is, <clears throat> you got Dallas blocking a whole game, and the next thing you know, when you decide to use him as a receiver, it's like he's 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 doing a lot of work which I guess is understandable why he tweaked that calf again in the last game because the few times that he had the ball, it's like, <clears throat> I think he he dropped one. But majority of the time, he's always there in the middle of the field like most tight ends should be. But if you want to use him as a last-minute option, it almost is badly communicated because, you know, the end of that game, he could have gotten that that kick and uh, that catch in the end zone, but he wasn't at the, he wasn't there. It was, it was Ertz. And then by the time, you know, the kick... I mean, the, the ball dropped. It was like everybody was already on the ground and Dallas wasn't over there yet. So there's definitely a lack of chemistry, but is that something only that him and Wentz can really replenish? You know, is, that's the question. Like, if you lose Wentz, to me, you lose Ertz. To me, it makes sense. 
Yeah, but I think he's gonna end up being a cap casualty though, because they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna look to oh, we gotta come under. So they're gonna look to say, okay, well, you know, he's gonna cost X, Y, Z. I mean, they should have they should have signed him, but that's just my opinion. No, I mean, to, makes to, sense to, to me. Extend, why would you want Right, because to me, it was almost, and I'm not comparing the type of players, but to me, it was very Doc like because Doc had no reason to go to the Denver Broncos. He could have just, mm. found, you know, rounded out his year. I understand that he wasn't playing as strong, but, you know, when you get to a certain age, but you still, you still have the ability to tackle, which is what we don't seem to have consistently in, in our DBs, then. You should just use what you got. I mean, it seems like the priority to go young this year was a little um, premature. And then now it seems like it would be obvious. This is the time now because you are strapped $70 million over the cap to keep the guys that you don't have to pay as much because they're veterans. So now you done fucked up that priority. So now you kind of got, got rid of everybody because you have to start over. Yeah, but we're, we're, still, old. we're still old, though. We're still one of the oldest teams That's in the my league, point. so... Right, you know, even right. the quote unquote youth movement they wanted to do, they really didn't, they kind of fell short of it. Well, you know? once JP <clears throat> crawled his butt back, you know that was a contradiction, you oh, know? Yeah, well, that kind you of know? messed that number up too. So, yeah, and then when back. Alshon, of course, when he came back and he came back later than they thought, because I think they thought he would be ready by the opener, because then it wouldn't have seemed so, you know, where the hell has Alshon been all season if he had came back right when they started? You know, well, that would have made a little bit more sense. Yeah, they were expecting him like around week five. Yeah. From what I remember, but it mm-hmm. didn't work that way. I mean, he didn't come back to what, like late? Yeah, he came back like 10 or 10, or 10 through 13, one of them, like he started. Yeah, and, they were expecting him at least at the halfway point. No, he, right. he didn't even come back then. So, right. So it's just it's, it's that. better late than never, but I just think that whole conditioning that how he wanted to paint you know around the draft just kind of went across just went by the wayside like you said because of the circumstances you lose Dillard early you know you lose Brandon Brooks again you know and then Brandon I wonder now if someone just put that idea out there like he might be on that list too because Brandon Brooks yeah because it's his second ACL he had a shoulder thing at the end of that last season you know he couldn't reset in time to play again so I just feel like they might use his injuries as an excuse like they did with Jordan Hicks, you know? Um, yeah. I would still love to have Jordan Hicks right now. <laughs> have a oh, solid linebacker. All, oh, I think <laughs> we all would. Oh, I think we all would. Like, look how long it took for them to finally realize that Nate Gary wasn't popping, you know? And you finally oh. put Alex in there and TJ and they finally get stuff done, but not all the time. They still need help. Yeah. Well, Singleton's yeah, definitely has played better than Gary. Definitely. Mm-hmm. And Gary's Gary's done. He's done. His contract is done anyway. So they can part ways with him. Good. He'll be be the first priority. Yeah, he should be the first priority. I mean, and and if it was up to me too, uh, you have to keep Slay uh, as much as people don't think you should. You know, but um, we got him at the tail end of his career. Come on. Yeah, but the man, he's still got a lot left in his tank. Why are they talking about getting rid of Slay? Slay had what one or two bad games this whole year and he's been playing well, hurt too, and he's been playing hurt too so he's been playing hurt and how are you gonna how are you gonna cover the best wide receivers in the nfl at least he was by them half these guys can't even get near them yeah well the he yeah, he shut down some big names this year too so yeah he shut down a uh seattle dude you know he yeah. didn't have as many yards on him so 
and he had to deal with DeAndre Hopkins. Like, who the hell is going to be able to successfully get him or Larry Fitz <clears throat> to not get in the yeah. end zone? Like, that's ridiculous. Oh, you know, Hopkins, they're going to get theirs. You know, right. He's got to keep. And him, they did. He's got to keep him out of the end zone. And they, <laughs> that's it. Yeah, and I understand. But honestly, I mean, you have to consider what we've been dealing with for years since, you know, dog days. We haven't even had guys even contend to get near those players because they can't play the right angles. And then Avante had a horrible season because he was barely on the field because he was out of position. Whatever yeah. they did by putting him there just made his numbers go down tremendously and it made him look like a liability, you know? Yeah, and then he got hurt, so that didn't, that didn't help either, so... And it's, yeah, and it's always an ankle and stuff like that because he's always at weird angles. It's like, what do you expect him to do? Look at his size. He's better in the middle of the field. He's not He's not a corner guy. He's just more like stop him in the middle of the field guy. And I think the problem is when you, and I used to hate when Andy Reid did this. Why do, why do you always want to change the position of players when that's not what you draft them for? Mm-hmm. You know, why do you yeah. flip on them like midseason and say, we're going to make you this? But they're not I mean, that. I mean, if the guy, if the guy knows how to play that position is one thing. Right. You know, but it's a difference if he never played. You can't ask a guy to play safety who's never played safety. You know. Yeah, unless you All get 20, right. 50, 50 million injuries like they done. Yeah. But I mean, you know, I mean, you remember though, though. You know, what I'm talking about like Andy Reid used to always want to flip players into yeah. stuff they're not, and then wonder why they don't work. You know. Yeah. And Hopefully the guys Jaylen's... are going to probably say, "I can do this. I can do this. I'm a professional." No, but you're showing yeah. you can. Yeah. But you Hopefully... said Jalen. Hopefully Mills is on that list of goodbye because <laughs> I can't stand Jalen Mills. We've been, we've been waiting. We've been waiting so we've been long. We've been waiting, waiting you, forever for him to just say goodbye, just leave. He's like, always on the bubble. On. He's always on the bubble and they always manage to keep him. But I feel like this year, the fact that he's even made any attempts to get a, a turnover or anything and he's gotten them s- still saves yeah. his ass. You know, like as much he's as I still, hate him. Still comes I'm, up I, soft a lot. You preaching to the choir because you know we've been talking about this for years. We feel like makes one play and he year, thinks, you know? yeah, he makes one play and he's like, yeah, I'm the man. <laughs> go he does, sit he does the flex. He yeah, does the like, flex. Go sit down. Like, you been getting burnt you, all game, then you make one good tackle, and then you're like, yay, look at me. <laughs> and, sometimes, and sometimes he wasn't even responsible for it. Sometimes it's somebody else's tackle, and he just happened to show up. So then he's just all flexing, and I'm just like, you didn't do anything, you know. It's just embarrassing. And and then there's people who disappeared, like Cravon, you know, who uh, who was obviously in position two seasons ago. I don't again, I don't know if that's the coaching or what. But Cravon had been gone with injuries. He had an injury before the season, he had an injury in the middle of the season. You know, and then you have um who else? I don't even know why they got Nick Nick Nickel Ruby Coleman. He was a waste because he's too small and he definitely doesn't seem to be intimidating anybody where he's at. Yeah, he didn't play too bad in the last game though. No, but he didn't do anything all summer. I mean, all year. So that's well, why I, I say... He, I don't think he's even been... He hasn't been activated, really. I don't well, know from what I remember. I don't I, remember I seeing him at all. Yeah, exactly. But I also do think they also... Because they had the other guys that, you know, before Rodney went down and before Craven disappeared, I think that's why we didn't really notice him until he was the last one standing, you know, when yeah. everybody else got injured. Because now you got Jaquette or Jaquette because I was just listening to him oh man they were, they, were, they were picking on him all game <laughs> it was horrible and and you know what he left he left him in actually a lot shorter than I thought I thought they were going to just let him be the new Sidney Jones and just have him get burnt all game just to make a make a point you know and yeah. I was glad they even took him out when they did yeah well he played well in the first game he started mm-hmm. first game he started he did okay mm-hmm. you know he was I mean he was going against <laughs> I think, mean, well, they had to go against Hopkins in the last game he played. 
Yeah, that game. Yeah, I was shocked that he played. The first game he played, and he, and he yeah. actually forced a couple turnovers. Yeah. Uh, but... They played uh, hard. I mean, that game was shockingly close. I don't know what like the defense. They, they just, I don't know what they were, what they, what their plan was that game. But they, I wish they had that plan like that all year. So yeah, but I mean, weren't you shocked in general? Because you can tell when the feel of the game is going to go away. But you can tell that they were in it a majority oh, yeah. of the time. Like that's what shocked me because I thought for sure this game was a was a wash from the door, and it seemed mm-hmm. like it was going to be that way. And then all of a sudden, Jalen started showing. You know the finesse, and then the big toss to. Um, I think he hit G Ward twice. I think G Ward got uh, Greg Ward got into the end zone twice. So yeah, so you know if G Ward yeah. is in the, the end zone more than once, they have they were having a pretty good um, rapport. But here's my thing that they have to if if indeed they do keep Doug, they have to realize the second half they cannot run, go away from the run just because they just can't because yeah. you, you can't be keeping four running backs and like maybe two and a half of them are decent by the by mid-year and then not use them just because they didn't break the tackle more than once like that's just that's not how miles works you have to run him until he breaks because eventually he will and yeah, i mean you know, that, that's that's all that's every running back in the league you know right right you know, defenses get tired by the end of the game you keep pounding it you know right. you don't give up on it no yeah you know, and, and and that was the whole that was Doug's thing. I mean, that one game, he didn't give up on a run. But yeah. all the other games, oh, great. If you, if you, I don't know if you saw the stat of Miles Sanders carries, but it sniffily goes down it from does. like 50 something, 50, yep. 30, 20. Yep. This is all year. Yep. All like, year. Yeah. 20 in the fourth. Like, you mean and tell me you should ramp it up by the end? You should be killing, eating some clock at the end. You should be running the crap out of the ball by that point. But you always hear the same excuse, though, right? Because they always say once they're down two touchdowns, now they got to catch up. So that's their excuse to throw 40 times. But I I disagree with that. I disagree with that theory because I figure once they get in and get a touchdown, if they do come back, that's when you still build up the run to make that whole series faster so you can speed it up. Yeah, well, they're not running enough to set the pass up. So that's that's their issue. That's the thing. That's right. one that's yeah. issue right there. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, that old philosophy. Remember Peyton's old philosophy? I mean, they ran the ball the bare minimum, but they ran it at least 20 times a game. Yeah, that should you know? be just a, that should be just a, a a general number. I mean, I would think that that should be your general number every yeah. game. Why do, you, why do you think Edwin James lasted so long in the league? Because, I mean, they didn't overuse him. He got his 20-plus carries. And you know Carson would air it out. I mean, not Carson. I'm sorry, Peyton would air it ah, out. Wait, you know? wait. You know why you did that, right? Because that was Indy, and I know that's <laughs> yeah. where Winston's going to end up in Indy. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Subconsciously was like he's going to be the next Peyton there. Well, I've been, be I've, been t- I've been talking about that too because I'm telling people, hey, look, stop, stop wishing he's going. Because watch, if he ends up at the Colts, they, they're going to win something with him. Watch. Yeah. You know? yeah. And we're going and we're all going to be all the same, like sad. Oh, we should have kept him. Like now, you want to be his friend. Well, I mean, honestly, I mean, the thing is, though, the the flipping of time, considering how long McNabb was a, was the actual quarterback before he got let go, it's like you kind of just look at Carson like you feel like you blinked and now he's already on the, on the trading block and you feel like you haven't really seen him yet. But oh. he's had his opportunities. You know, this was the year he was supposed to prove to everybody. Look, I stayed on my on my feet all year last year. The least y'all could do is get the, get behind me this year, and and he didn't give us a reason to. If anything, he pissed me off so much. At one point, I was done with him. At one point, a couple weeks straight, I was like, "Fuck him! I'm sick and tired of supporting somebody who has no clue what he's doing out there. Well, he should know a lot more." Well, and also, you know, his, his talent 
they said they want to put talent around them, but they kind of failed to do that too. So yeah, right. I mean, and so that's why I, I was defending them for the first part of the season. But then it got to the point where I'm sorry, it was hard to watch. Like they said, every week became miserable to watch him because it, oh, he yeah. literally was making up his own shit after a while. You could tell. I was just like. And the more Doug answered questions, you could tell Doug was secretly resentful. Like maybe he wasn't working with him at that point after a while because he was probably uh, not trusting him. Yeah, and I don't think Doug was. I think Doug kind of was just like, oh, okay. Well, you know what? Call plays. You see a quarterback struggling. Run the ball some more. Roll mm-hmm. him out. Do something to help him. Come up with something. Don't just stand there. Keep calling the same five plays, and everybody knows what we're doing. You know. Well, yeah. I mean, the, the the whole point is not to be predictable, I would think. So why would you yeah. go not until the second half to, to let Carson roll out? And to yeah. me, if he was really calling all his plays, I think he would have rolled out a long time ago. So right. But that and, and to me, the fact that he thinks that's what he needs to do for Carson just shows you the disconnect, because mm-hmm. I don't know what changed between. And I'm sure most of it is the O-line issues, obviously, because that's never going to be perfect, obviously. Oh, yeah. But I just feel like part of it is somewhere along the line, Doug stopped trusting Carson's instincts. And so he took over and then Carson felt like, OK, you just dumbed down this whole play calling crap. And so when I'm dependent on a certain way to do it, you always want to say no, you know, throw deep. And I'm just like, uh, I don't know if I can. There's no one open, you know? Yeah, they're not so getting open fast enough. Right. Yeah. So instantly you see the switch when Jalen came aboard and you see everybody playing real smooth. So it was like, what is the difference, you know? But well, it's what yeah. you do with they both have different timing as well. Like, you know, mm-hmm. Carson drops back, looks a little longer, and yep. he drops back. Okay, if he doesn't go through this whole progression, and he takes off. So, I mean, right. he, they, they were saying like critics take of him, and he's got to start looking for his checkdown more often because sometimes it's there, and he takes the risk of running. And that's probably why his, right. he's sore right now. You know, <laughs> and he takes right. the risk of running instead of hitting his checkdown guy. I mean, there was one play he had Sanders wide open and a checkdown. And he took off running, and if he threw it to Sanders, Sanders had nobody in front of him. Right. At all. Right. Right. You know, he could have been so, running today still. So. And that's and the I, thing. I, it, to me, it justified what everybody can, can be so quick to say, Carson missed this guy. Carson missed that guy. Somebody was open. I'm just like, do you see how easy it is to miss people? Oh, yeah. Jalen did it. You don't know what it's like game. when people get stuff in front of you. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he threw a couple picks when he should have not right. thrown the ball. Yeah, I mean, that one was just bad. I mean, it was yeah. almost equivalent to Carson's in the end zone before they benched him. Like, I was just like, what are you looking at? Yeah, you and know? he also had the one where he had a couple, even before this game, that were dropped. Yeah, That could have been were. clearly pick sixes, you know, and it was just yep. scary. I was like, oh, man, you gotta yeah, watch out. You gotta, gotta watch that guy spying you, man. He's watching you. You're gonna jump right in front of that ball and take off. Now, do you think that when they do that, they're just giving up on the play and they just figure, like, I'll just chuck it? you know somebody will find it is that usually why that happens because it seems like to me after a while they get sick of doing the the routine and they just go they just go ham because you could tell when Carson just wants to fire it and then when yeah. he does it's like no and then you know you feel the pick coming and it always <laughs> came like yeah. god dang it <laughs> I mean yeah a lot of times uh, it's all about you know finding that spot you throw your guy open you try to find a spot where you're going to lead him to but, but you also got to watch where the defenders are too you know, yeah, and, and, and I guess that's five. Yeah, so 
when they say that, what does that mean though? When they say spies, like it's just are those the guys so, that they have in the line yeah. that are running up and down, or no? This is the guy who's pretty much drops back and watches a quarterback. Okay. See if see if he's gonna run. Mm-hmm. He's gonna if he's gonna run or is he gonna throw? So gotcha. you do that with mobile quarterbacks a lot. You get a guy to spy him. You know, you get him to drop back and get him to watch what's going on. So if he drives a break through mm-hmm. the first line, that guy's usually there to to get him or not get him. You know, okay. they used to call it Joker when uh, when they would do it with a lineman. They would have a lineman back up a little bit. Uh, he would just like he would pull off the. They would do the curse a lot. He would like pull off because he was fast enough. Right. He would back up and he would spy the quarterback. So he, that was his that was his responsibility. So if the quarterback took off running, he was right there. Now, now when we talk about that, though, a lot of the time when you say vanilla, I agree. Like that. Why does it seem so difficult for coaches in general to just flip the script in the middle of a third quarter? Like, why do they always seem to just not do any kind of adjustment? Because the one thing that I loved about when Carson was first here and he was starting to get on fire with the team was that I felt like when there were bad plays, they rebounded really quickly. For some reason, that was not happening a lot this year. And I don't know if it's because of the newbies and the injuries and they don't have the same chemistry. I, I don't know. And then after that, after you answer this, we'll talk about the defense. Like, what's your opinion of the defense? Yeah, I think all, all that kind of falls into play, though. I mean, the chemistry, the the execution. It's execution, too. I mean, if, they, if they're executing these plays and they're not doing it right, it doesn't really matter what you call. And they're not going to execute okay. it, you know, at, at that point. But, uh, but also, at the same time, Doug's got to see what's working and what's not working. I agree. So we you agree know, and, that sometimes Doug has been the problem, though, right? Yeah, I mean, and it doesn't all fall. It, it something falls on Carson, something falls on him, you know. And I was just having a conversation with somebody about that recently, and it was just like, oh, what's well, all Carson's fault? I was like, no, it's not Car- all Carson's fault. Yeah, he's out in the field executing, yes, but if the defense knows, okay, oh, he's going to drop back to this side, and he's going to throw a ball here, we're going to get there first, and we're going to hit him right. first before even we're going to break this play up. They know was if they know what the play is going to be. Oh, we know. Oh, they're going to they're going to pass on this play. We don't have to worry about running. Um, we don't do enough draws. We don't do enough delays. We didn't do enough like okay, you know. See see what happened. They started doing RPOs more. Yeah. You know, it started throwing the defenses off. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I would prefer they do that, but I don't. I think the also the popular question this season from hearing on sports radio is that people were wondering if that those RPOs only worked for just Foles and maybe Wentz is just bad at doing them. You know, that certain, was the whole yeah, certain quarterbacks are better at them than certain ones. Like yeah, I mean, look at uh, who's the guy, um, the Arizona guy. What's his What's his name again? I'm hard oh, Kyler. On yeah, look at look Kyler at Murray Kyler. and Jalen. They both were good at that. Because mm-hmm. they have that threat that they can take off and use their legs mm-hmm. against you. I mean, if you know a person can't run, you're not going to worry about them holding the ball and running with it because it don't matter. Because <laughs> they're not going to get anywhere. You know, be- well, and here's the thing. Okay, so just to wrap this portion up, I just want to ask, too, when we were talking also about players that might be gone, what are your thoughts about Kelsey? Because I think Kelsey might retire. Yeah, that's going to suck. So I mean, It's going to suck. Because they have to train a new center, and that's going to be a whole yeah. other snap count. Issue. Yeah, but maybe, and also, who knows? Maybe it may be a good thing. Kelsey had some bad snaps this year, mm-hmm. a lot of bad snaps. So, yeah. I mean, granted, yeah, the man's been playing injured a lot. You know, yeah. and maybe it is time for him to, to take a step back. 
you know, and help maybe. I, I don't think he wanted to come back this year, honestly. I think they had to train. talk him because they, yeah, I don't, I think they really honestly secretly didn't want him to, because uh, I don't think he rushed to answer whether or not he was coming back this this coming season. So I'm sure mm-hmm. after like breaking his, breaking his elbow and then having the whatever groin issues he had a lot sometimes, I'm thinking as fast as he can be when he gets up to the line, but he's still just been having to work too hard for the O-line in general because these yeah. guys still aren't in rhythm. Yeah. Oh man, that's what happens when you play with three sets of, of your O line. What's that? You play thirteen different sets of your O line. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I, I feel because you have you watched Tales from the Blind Side's latest podcast? Because I'm telling you, the way that they broke down that when they discussed it, um, I said they they realized that sometimes those issues with Matt Pryor were really possibly Kelsey. Mm. Not snapping the ball on time, and that's yeah, why Matt Pryor I mean, would get pulled. That, that could be it as well. I mean, I, I gotta check. I gotta mm-hmm. check that podcast out. I mean, I've been meaning. Oh to, my gosh, you will be done. I've been meaning you to. You remind do me it. so much. You remind me so much of Jamal just because of how he he he's very sarcastic when he's talking about, but he's talking real, like he's talking about. <laughs> you, but you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like there's certain way he'll say yeah. it in such a sharp way, but then he'll laugh because it's just like that's bullshit, and I'll just be like, that's so Eddie. <laughs> I can picture Eddie just sitting there, just going like. How you gonna try to tell me that? What? Yeah, Especially this latest, that now. This latest I gotta pod. listen to him. So you gotta listen to this latest one. The latest one is the best one because I feel like they kind of finally have to admit to themselves that they know that it might be time for Kelsey to wrap it up. And I mean, I, he's a warrior for going back in there with his elbow broken and then just pop it back and then just be like, whatever. Yeah, I'm, I, I miss know. my boy on uh on the fanatic uh, uh Trey. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, remember I, used to say, I remember you used to say sometimes you remind you him too. That's what I was saying. Yeah, because well, well, the voice—it's the voice because Trey has that real deep voice. But sometimes he would also make these jokes that are just so. Well, you know how he does the read. Oh, for, I, I uh, love the reads he does. The, the man, <laughs> yeah, they're great. Yeah, because once they first started doing the cold reads, him and Jeff Mosher, and they all do them and stuff, you crack up because it's like they—you can tell they're finding new ways to write it up and make it sound funnier, but not too inappropriate. But the way. Trey would read him when he was used to be on the morning show on 97 by Fanatic was hilarious. Oh yeah. He was definitely one of he was definitely the best personality. Cause at first I, you know, I didn't like the morning show at all. You know, it wasn't flowing, but they're about to start a new show uh next week too. So we'll see how this turns out. But but getting back to the podcast, I think it definitely helps for those who are really obviously sports fanatics, because it's not just you know, old guys cracking on the new class. It's more they're realizing that there's a lot of technique issues that are not being communicated to this team. And that's why they're so bad. Like the simple concepts that they went through, the issues that Trey had to deal with as a player that he didn't get a chance to rest like some of these guys do. He doesn't understand that. Like, what are you talking about rest? You know, because yeah. Fletcher Cox has days of rest that he was like, I don't know what the fuck that means. You know, he's played with, uh, an issue with his eye, you know. <laughs> yeah. he said, Juan Castillo, you have to hear him talk about how Juan Castillo used to talk to him. You know, they they do such good impersonations of him throughout the podcast. But it's just good for people like myself who don't really know the technical difficulties yeah. and, and understanding like how hard it is to be alignment and be accurate every freaking drive. You know, and it's just it's a grind. But it's also you know you just hope that all the new guys that possibly might watch that podcast don't get too hurt. Because I think especially a lot of the times when they talk about Jalen Mills, it's hilarious because, you know, they want to crack on him so hard. <laughs> but I think it's because they they know that he's not that good, but he's trying to be a positive force. Like you can tell he just wants to be the guy that just keeps the keeps everybody encouraged because he knows, look, he'd be like, I ain't shit, but I don't care. I think I'm the shit, you know, <laughs> and people could tell me I'm not. The, I'm, I'm full of shit, yeah. but I believe I'm a winner. 
you know, and he's a small guy, you know, not too many guys on that whole DB squad are really intimidating, but it's a new squad. Like, this is just how NFL is now. Like, it's not grinding and breaking stuff and still playing back in the days, you know, oh, like, yeah. well, that's what I think their class understands. Oh, yeah, every sport, but, you know, you know, it's how in every sport it's like that. My, the old generation so much tougher than the new generation. It is. I mean, yeah. they don't. They don't understand the breaks that they get for this like generation. Basketball, that goes across everything. Like basketball, yeah. those guys didn't get those day nights off. Well, that's the thing about rest in peace, Kobe, because that's the thing he had a problem with. He's like, "What are you talking about rest days?" He goes, "I didn't rest." They didn't get load management you know? back then. Load management. Yeah. What the hell is that? Like, you know. And so now yeah. they're trying to cover it up this year and say, if you're if you're going to rest and beat, you better be homesick. Like, you can't be exactly. taking days off. Exactly. So. I'm sure that was directed to people like him and LeBron who like just be like, I can't be doing the work all the time. Y'all got to figure it out. So, <laughs> but I like it though. But de- defense wise, they have to they have to bring back Josh because he has been a tremendous oh, yeah. force. Yeah, he's so that should be a given. He's, he deserves. He's a great in a, ro- a rotation. He's he's a good like guy to bring in to change it up a bit. Mm-hmm. You know, he works in a rotation. Is he an every down guy? Hey. No. But no. but he is good. He's great in rotation because he's he's freakishly long. You know? mm-hmm. he, he's kind of yeah. he's kind of like Javon Curse, like uh, long, but I think he's bigger. Mm-hmm. I think he's bigger than Curse. He's bigger than Curse, but I did love love Javon Curse something awful. I did like him at the time. He was and he is good, that but... big in person because I met him one time and I was like, holy shit. He still looks the same too because I think I saw yeah, he him. I think he, he hasn't. He hasn't he has an age. He looks the same. He's like T.O. still keeping himself at fit. Yeah, I saw him and, in Memphis. He actually um, looks smaller. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I, I think he popped up on somebody's... I saw something recently, and I was like, oh my God, Javon Kersey looks. he still looks the same. Because you saw that but, picture um, of me and Josh with him, right? Oh, of course. You yeah. know, I know. I'm excited <laughs> when you went. I, I think he's, he seemed, always seemed like a nice, nice person. Nice guy. Yeah, nice guy. Yeah, and that, that, not, that traditional Southern guy. But um, who else? So um, I did... But, I think there's going to be an issue with Fletcher Cox. <laughs> well, his contract's not up. I know, but I'm just saying, like, I feel like there's going to be an excuse to restructure for him because I feel like not only has he not been as Fletchery <laughs> this year, but he's yeah. had injuries, and I feel like anybody who gets that big of a contract has to live up to it. And I look football well, people got to understand like these contracts don't mean shit. They don't know what's going to happen game to game. Yeah, these but, guys get hurt a lot. It's a game. They get hurt a lot, but they get hurt because they're working. Like it's not like they're standing there getting hurt. They're yeah. working, and he's and he's had a lot of sorry ass guys around him, you know. And mm-hmm. thank God they let go of some of them guys because they didn't help him one bit. Like, and I'm wondering now why they brought Javon Hargrave and, and the Jannard Avery guy if they didn't really, or if they haven't contributed. And that, it makes sense to me why Vinny Curry came back because they still seem to have an issue with depth yeah. on the D line. And I think I think the D line. I think. Curry will stay. I think they'll keep Curry. I think they'll, well. they'll keep he, Curry around. They'll keep him for he'll take whatever because I don't think he's happy anywhere else. He always yeah. says like he went somewhere and he wasn't happy. Like he just is not the same. I think Hargrave is going to stay because you know he didn't play the whole season. He did okay. He, he hasn't played. This is true. He hasn't played. Yeah, he, he hasn't played enough. Now imagine if he played whole season with Fletch. Yeah. Uh, and you saw what they happened. They still have to learn each other. Yeah, you saw what happened when Fletch was out. Yeah. And that's my point. You know, that's why I said that to me goes to back to Howie in a sense. Like you have to make sure you know whether or not these dudes are worth 
keeping even filling in the blanks because you still have an issue with supporting Fletch. Like Fletch can't be everybody to every everything yeah. to everybody. And he tried to play. So you have it. to get him support. Right. Yeah, but he caught a stinger and that that shit hurts, apparently. Well, the fact that he also had a neck injury even before then, I'm wondering if it was still the same neck injury, because now I'm confused. Like did he get a stinger on top of the neck injury? Or was a neck injury the stinger and it just got worse? Like I'm just mm, I, was I don't trying know. To they didn't they didn't say anything. Yeah. So, so but I I just worry that because every year we get excited about the defense when they sound like they're they're bigger and stronger, but they go down like dominoes, and yet the ones left standing are always either Fletch and, and two other cats, and that's it, you know. And that's not enough. Like you, I think Malik should stay too because I think Malik, even though he's had some dumb penalties, I think his strength as he got more comfortable from his surgery, mm-hmm. I think he became a force um, to rush the passer. But if you have people like coordinating idiots like Schwartz who don't want to blitz when it's obvious they need to blitz, yeah. you know, what is and, the point? Yeah, and, you know, rushing your front four all the time, that, that beats you guys up, too. It does, you right. Know? So, so, I mean... You it, can't put that pressure on them. You gotta split it up, and he's very selfish like that. And, uh, and honestly, I, I think we're gonna see a change in coordinator. Yeah, they need to, because hey. it's just it's too many times you've left guys on islands that don't there, need to be left. There's some names out there right now. There's, uh... The guy who got uh, Matt Patricia's out there. The guy who got fired from uh, Washington being a head coach. Great defensive yeah. coordinator, but you know he just ended up not being a good head coach. So I would so, say, you know, look how good uh, when that year when he was there with uh, time he spent with New England. Look how good their defense was. And okay, they, and they see, didn't have anybody. Guess, and they didn't have anybody either. They didn't have any flashy names, but they played no. solid defense. No, Patriots to me have always been a good coaching tree in the sense that you don't need to have names. Like yeah. you just need solid. You players, just need guys it. that just know how to be trained. And I think the theory that though, even if they suck right now, <laughs> the, it's only temporary because you know Cam was just an experiment to because they don't have that big of a cap either. But mm-hmm. I think they've always managed to keep the same core every year and just you know plug and play. And I think the Eagles try to do that, but they can't because they're not smart with talent. Well, so, that goes back to drafting. That's <laughs> so, my point. So yeah. I feel like that's why I said it's not to me too ridiculous to get rid of the main man who's caused all this salary strife. And I think it's Howie. And I know that they're married to him. I know he's not going to leave. But I just feel like in theory, why would you want to keep somebody who's causing you all this financial pain and yeah. keeping players that don't need to be played? Or you're going to clean house and lose a lot of guys that could have just been signed for an additional like two years, which is not a stretch. You yeah. know, you sign Ertz for maybe two years, 40 or maybe even less. I don't know. But just yeah. keep him on the bill because he's a reliable and he knows everything about the offense. Yeah, so well, they have, you're they, going out somewhere. Yeah, well, they got a lot of problems to fix. So, I mean. They do. It's too know, many. Right. That's my point. I don't understand how you keep Howie when he's pretty much a problem. And then on top of Doug just not knowing how to think in a situation of football, that's a problem too. So I'm thinking get rid of the weakest links. You know, yeah. I, I don't think it's hard to change. And and honestly, with a new year, I would think that I don't care how nice a coach Doug was. He obviously needs a committee. He's not good on his own. He needs yeah. help. So well, if he's not willing to give a play call and I'm sorry, you can't humble him. He needs to go. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I got the strange feeling, though, he, he, he's going to change his mind on that whole thing. Like he can feel well, he I think he feels that heat on his neck. He even said that he, he wants to be the one to fix the team. He knows needs to be fixed. I'm like, well, it has to be fixed. And you're well, gonna have it's gonna like, gonna take some work and you're gonna have to put it in. So Yeah, that's the point. You're gonna have to take responsibility, which is apparently why he didn't wanna have all those that power and stuff. But okay, Andy Reid has never been good at being a general manager and a coach, but 
you can give a hell of a lot more input than you had with some of these picks. You yeah, know, especially well, now that he's going to have to. Couches. Yeah, the scouts are, you know, leaking information saying how he didn't go with some of the stuff they wanted to do, which was, which would have helped the team. And I don't know why you would let somebody not protect your current quarterback, you know, when you know the main issue was protection. Maybe Carson yeah. wouldn't have been so jittery. Maybe Carson wouldn't have been so, you know, rebellious if he felt if he yeah. felt 100 percent protected. Yeah. And, and um, so. me and my uh, roommate were talking about this yesterday mm-hmm. and he brought mm-hmm. up a good fact. And I, I noticed it, too, before, but he brought this up yesterday. He was like, mm-hmm. man, he was like he was looking at the numbers like Carson's numbers year by year are not that far off with your top 10 tier quarterback they're right there except for, except for this year this is the only year yeah, he's had a hiccup this is the only year he had a bad you know, year that was it yeah. and you look at all his numbers they're solid his QBR everything's solid and you look he at that the compared back year. remember the yeah. crack back oh, yeah. year he was, yeah. he was top 7 they were saying yeah. his, he was like 60 something percent completion with a crack in his back so how do you give up on a man that's still serviceable you know when you know that's not the main problem. Because you know what? A few of these games this year, we could have won if the defense didn't give up so many points. Look, I, now, I've been saying that. They've never now, lost by a huge margin. Never. No, we could have, if the defense could stop somebody, except for in certain games when they could. Right. You know, I mean, we hung tough with Baltimore. We hung tough with Pittsburgh. We hung tough with all these big names. Pittsburgh, you know, especially. You know, and it was just like. With the exception of that one embarrassing play that they let, you know, obviously Claypool well, just run through them. Oh, that was, no, that, that was, was our bad. boy. That, that was, was our boy, bad. Nate Gary, too. That was Nate, yeah. Nate Gary, Nate. that was he his assignment. Right, and he didn't but, know it. Yeah. yeah, but then that goes right back to the fact that, okay, you're the coordinator, bro. You're the defensive coordinator. Why are you letting this guy stick this guy? Right. And he's getting burnt every he game. He already gave up two or three touch two touchdowns to this guy already. And you're going to keep right. him on him? Right, right. And that's See, I, the stuff, I, too. You can't yeah, readjust could be, on the fly. I, I couldn't be one of those guys because I'd be out there. I'd be like, "Look, come here, you hit that motherfucker hard. What? Like, take take him. Like, don't take him out, but you gonna make him real. Make him think about running towards you. Like, you going? What, what's the what's the blessing with um? You know, you remember Jim Johnson? You remember on the on the Super Bowl D- DVD where they showed Jim Johnson going to Jeremiah Trotter? Hey, hey, you need to talk to him. You need to mm-hmm. talk to him. Like he's like communicate with your boy. Yeah. Like, don't be afraid to yell at somebody on the Sixers need to do this too because I noticed that they don't have that much communication when they when they switch rosters. You need to tell somebody like actually no, I take that back because Danny Green has admitted that he's he openly talks to people on the floor. But yeah. I'm like, you need to communicate with your boys because you can't let them think that, oh, that's cool. I'll get the next time. No, 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 mother. They just they just got also got up us and again like a TD. So it's like you're yeah. clearly not getting this. Like you are yeah. not where you're supposed to be. Well, you saw so, Fletch on the sideline. Fletch on the sideline. Well, he was digging into those guys. He's like, "Come on." He should have been. Yeah. You know, I agree he's with like, "Come that. on." He's like, "Get like, let's get it." He's like, "He had all those guys together." They showed him at one point. You know, I, it was like he needed to because I'm, I'm like, "Come on, Fletch!" Like, you got all this money, and you know it. Every time you leave, they fall apart. It's like Embiid when he watches the team when he's sitting on the thing, and he's just like, "Jesus, y'all can't hold one freaking series while I'm sitting down." That's that's saying something. Like you, that's how how dependent you are on one player, and you shouldn't be. So yeah. this this is my issue with all the teams. You know, with Philly, there seems to always be this mentality like we're brothers. But even your brother, when he does something shitty, you got to check. You know, him. you you got to check him, but you also <laughs> yeah. got to know on the show on the outside. Like, no, we're cool. But in in behind the scenes, you like you ever do that shit again? I'm gonna leave your ass out there. You know. Mm-hmm. 
and I'm and I'm gonna put you under. And if they ask me, I'm gonna say he wasn't doing his job, you know. And my whole thing is that's another thing. I said that too when I was mad at Carson, and I kind of just let it go after a while because I said, you know what, he just this whole year was adversity from the beginning because he already didn't have new protection, you know. They only brought back people he was familiar with, but they're busted up and old. So it's like, what are you going to do? And yeah. but I feel like they need to stop being nice. Like even in press conferences, like it's bad enough that even when Andy Reid had that strict rule about them even admitting to injuries, because they still seem to be kind of somewhat tight-lipped about injuries. But I think Lane kind of blew that door open because he'd be talking left and right, and you'd be like, Lane, shut up! You know, he's saying too much. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, Lane you does talk a lot, yeah. So he talks a lot, and I appreciate him being like trying to be transparent. But it's like if you know a majority of people don't really engage in that, like you need to learn <laughs> to just nip it in the mm. bud. Be like, I heard something. I- I'll figure out what it is later. I don't want to discuss it. But yeah. Andy Reid also kept a kept a tight nip on the gossip that snuck out. You know, I mean, you're talking about how many years later now this whole T.O. McNabb thing's coming back again, and and why is that? Because Andy didn't want that shit to leak out. He didn't want the details to come out later because it wasn't important then, like to him. But you know, to us, we loved it. But we all know that they didn't like each other. So now the fact that it's still seeping, mm-hmm. but Andy Reid kept a tight lip on most of that stuff. All this stuff about the 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 scout saying that Howie didn't go with them, and then little by little, you know, now that. Orlando Scandrick dudes always chirping up every time they lose to the Cowboys because he's still bitter about being let go twice, calling, you know, <laughs> Howie a snake. And I'm just like, in my head, I want to be like, first of all, you need to stop acting like the Cowboys going to re-sign you, bro, because they let you go for a reason. Yeah. Second of all, we all know that Howie's shady, but you of the last people need to be bitter about not being on the opposite team. Like, you shouldn't even give a shit, you know, because you didn't mm. really want to be an eagle in the first place. Like, yeah, there's a reason there. why they let you go. Thank you. Yeah. And and they got you on tape trying to kiss Malcolm's ass and then turn around and, and try to, you know, get all up on him behind it. Please, dude. Everybody peeped your card from day one. Like, really. But mm-hmm. it's just the fact that that stuff comes out. Like, all the stuff about the article and Carson and then all that crap about him and Alshon that went on for a year and nobody really still really gave it any credence, right? You know, from the door because whether it was obvious they get along or not, this year when he was on the field, he was pounding Carson. So they may not be buddy buddy, but. You know, they when he was on the field, and if he did get him, he got him. So, yeah, you I know just feel that, like that shit shouldn't have leaked out. Yeah, well, the media does a lot of spinning on a lot of things, and it's sad the fact that they make they make these guys look they make these guys some of these guys look like bad guys when they're not. Yeah, like they they, they try them like they try to make Carson look like a bad guy. Yeah, in the media, trying. and yeah. they're like, oh, well, he's a horrible teammate. But if you look every time they showed what's him on the sideline, who was sitting there talking to him? Thank you. He's always in people's face. He always got the tablet under his who, nose. Who was over there? Who was over there? Help pointing stuff out to uh Jalen yeah. to, to Jalen after he came out of a series. It was Carson. Right. So how are you gonna stand there and say that he's a bad teammate and he's like, yeah okay yeah he was yeah. a little hurt about being benched yeah he and he bought that up that he wants right. to be a starter okay and everybody voices their opinion okay yeah why can't he voice opinion saying he wants to be the starter right. Yeah, you know, half the time, I wish he would say more. Honestly, I don't feel like Carson even says hardly enough. He could say, yeah, and he he voices being, and then that's it, and be, and then move on, and then you're just like, oh well, he's this, he's that, he's he's crying about this. And okay, if you got bench, he's not even crying though. It's an agent thing. Like I think the agents leaking that crap, and they think that oh, how yeah. he's doing it too to feed the beast because he wants to save his ass if he does have to trade him. You know, yeah, well, you know, they're all about saving face sometimes. And... Upset. I mean, that's where I agree that Howie is a car, is a sleazy car salesman because he's got to watch his ass too. But because, because also... honestly, 
I Go think that, uh, honestly, I think some parts of this year it was kind of like they, I don't know, like they didn't care. Like they kind of, I would say they put him on the island by himself, but they kind of did. They kind of did. I'm sorry. You the know, they, and they, they were just like, hurts. I was like, ooh, they're saying this is the end for Carson if he don't get it together. That's like how we I want. Think. Yeah, like we want. They like they wanted. They wanted Jalen. You know, they wanted Jalen so bad and said, okay, look, we're gonna bring Jalen in for the last few games. If the season's bad, that's what we're gonna do. Right. You know, stop trying to like, like they. It was like they were deliberately going out. They, I said not get them hurt, but right. But I mean, it, it was a tough thing it's to watch. It's a, it's a tough thing to watch because you all you literally see like the the, the ship burning little by little every week, and you just kind of want to be like, God, like, this is the first season in a while since like I think the, the Mike Vick last year where it was like four ten, four and ten, and and it was like everybody was just kind of numb. But I mean, yeah, it made you not excited about football. No, I mean, for the you first could, time you in years. Yeah, <laughs> you like every game. If you do watch it, you're laughing because you know that they're that bad, you know, and mm-hmm. you just find everything to hate about them. But I wasn't fully there yet. But I was at the point where like every game was like I've gotten numb since since even before the Cardinals, <laughs> like, even when the yeah, like a or like a scorn lover, you know. Right. <laughs> You're just I mean, you know, because everybody does make that analogy because it is a relationship. Like we have a dysfunctional yeah. relationship as fans to this team because they always find ways to screw it, you know, and and yeah. just makes you want to go like, why should we even be loyal? Because you guys find ways <laughs> a... to piss us off. <laughs> yeah, my friend from Major Sandy is like, they always find a way to suck me back in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <'Cause>... <laughs> That's what we all cause... felt, especially after that Saints home game. Yeah, I was sitting there going, yeah, exactly. Oh. That game was it was good, and then. And then the Cardinals game, even though they lost, was pretty exciting to watch. I said it was probably the best L all season. I, you know, I, I potted Man. about it because I was just like, that was the first loss. I, I mean, actually was like, I was on the edge of my feet, like for real, because I thought they were going to pull it out. I mean, the Pittsburgh game, they were battling too, so that was exciting. But yeah, you know, they were up. They're, they're, all, they're, all, they're always they're always exciting when they play Pittsburgh. Though. Yeah, they, Pittsburgh for some reason, yeah. I don't know what it is. They just well, like the, the state that state rivalry. It's like, all right, we're gonna just yeah, it's gonna be a dog. It's gonna be a dog fight. <laughs> yeah, I think that interstate rivalry is always going to be exciting because you know that they're all going to try their darndest to not score a lot too, which usually never happens. Right, that was well, a yeah, Pittsburgh was like game. 30, thirty burger. It was at like thirty points or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was like thirty and thirty and my, 30, uh, 31, 31 to seven something. Yeah, yeah. yeah, well, even the Ravens. The Ravens is high. Usually, we score when the Ravens. Usually, it's usually in the teens. Like yeah, this time, yeah. it was like. They were putting up points against each other. I'm like, wow, okay. So, yeah. So the bottom line was, no matter how bad it was this season, they were trying their best to pull it through. But here's the thing. And this is another thing, reason why you got to watch the pod, uh, Tales from the Blind Side. Because you get, you do get sick and tired of hearing people say they battled. Well, if they battled, they would have won. Because there's some, mm-hmm. play, there's some plays that really didn't make any damn sense. Like, there's still this issue of fourth and 15 and fourth and one and when to go for it and when to fucking kick. Like, and then you have an issue yeah. of not depending on your kicker because you don't the know kicker. when the fuck he's going to show up. And and you can't run the ball in two-point conversions when you're that far away. No! Especially if it's penalty after penalty. <laughs> just throw that especially, bit. <laughs> especially when they know you're going to run. They know you're going to run because right. that's all you've been doing. You know, um, throw the ball. You have a higher percentage if you throw the ball of making well, that play. Again, situation of <laughs> football. So that's why I say, like, I'm all for getting rid of Doug if they can have an other, another option, unless he doesn't want to get an OC again. You know, like, yeah. you have to realize that there are certain things you are just not good at. I'm sorry. Like, that's just going to be the blatant reality. And no I say, what, I you know, s- deuce. Make it deuce. Give deuce a job that he's dying to get. 
Once no. again, you and me discussed this last year, and we're still waiting. Give it, give it the deuce. I'm still waiting, man. We're still waiting because <laughs> I think that would not only be a justification for everybody who thought, like, since you guys are so scared to go outside of your comfort zone, you should go with somebody who's bit, who's better at running the ball because most likely he would run the ball a little more than you would. You oh, know? look what he does with. I mean, he he does he's done great with every running back that's come in to yeah, the stable. I mean, come on, like even you know? when Corey disappeared, it's like when they did plug Corey in. Corey did as much as he could when he was used. If they put him on special teams, you know, he was out there trying to you know yeah. tackle as much as possible. But you know, and Corey might be. I'm sure he's going to be a penalty. I mean, a liability this year. I'm sure they're going to uh, let him go. Yeah, he, he'll, he'll, he's he'll, he's gone. I just feel bad because uh, I feel like he hasn't really been able, obviously, to uh, vindicate his Super get on Bowl the appearance. Either, so. Right. His yeah. Super Bowl appearance, you know, is almost like it seems like a one hey, but he's got thing. His... Yeah, but he, you know what? He did. I mean, but for a rookie, like, imagine your first freaking year, you go to the Super Bowl. Like, come on. Hey, welcome back to Birds of a Feather. <laughs> All right, I'm back. Took a, took a brief pause there. <laughs> yeah, a little technical difficulty there. <laughs> right, right. Whoops. Anyway, happy new year. Um, so basically what you what who are the Eagle players if you had a shot basically to I mean a chance to get rid of our names that you definitely are saying, bye bye, please don't come back. Oh, ones who I would like to see not come back, the ones right. I think are not coming back. So uh, you know, the ones you'd like to not come back. Let's put it that way. Okay. Well, you know, Nate Gary, which I'm going to get my wish for most likely because they're not going to resign him. Right. Um, Gerald Air Avery's probably not going to come back, which I mm-hmm. wouldn't mind seeing because you no, know, you didn't really see him all year or whatever. No. Whiteside, goodbye. Please. Goodbye. It's his birthday it's today. Just, happy birthday, loser. Yeah, and <laughs> happy trails to you. Happy Cause yeah, I mean, he was a uh, he was not <laughs> good at all. So he was a black was a sheep, and I feel bad for him in, in one sense, but he also didn't do yeah. much with what he had. Take it as okay. We messed his pick up. Let him go. Yeah, he's gone. Um, I would love to see them just cut Jay, be done with Jalen. That's if we can draft somebody. I think they're gonna draft. I'm gonna like to see the kid from Alabama. I forgot his name. He's a he's a D back. They better get somebody from Alabama. They need some Southern <laughs> dudes who really want it. Good. Yeah, he's he's good. He plays yeah. well. That's awesome. uh, I mean, I just said uh, they have an NFL pedigree, so you know. <laughs> yeah, no, I, that's why I say I totally agree with you. At this point, I'm convinced. I don't even watch that much college football, but I know Alabama got some good ones. Are Oklahoma people? So let's just get some yeah. Southern guys and get them in here. Yeah, I mean, much as a uh, bodyguard's got to go, I mean, you, you got to yeah. save that thing. Yeah. But, they gotta no more just, letting him strong arm his way back. Don't let him do it yeah, this time. They I, know. I don't care. I don't care if you got to get a bunch of young guys. Do what you got to yep. do. Do what you got to do. You know what? Uh, it may take us a couple years to get back to our form. Yeah. You know what? If you got a clean house, you got a clean house. You know, it just has to happen. Yeah. It's not going to be good. You know, if you, you keep doing the same thing. So um, yeah. I, and I and I you know I want Carson to stay because I don't think he should stay. I think he deserves mm-hmm. he just another shot. You know, yeah, let him have let him let it be some competition there. You know, honestly, I don't think Jalen. Yeah, he looks great. Do I think he's ready to take a full season load on? No, not yet. No. Not yet. I think some stuff to learn. I think once he does, though, man, kid's gonna be on fire once he does. I mean, agreed, agreed, and he's very off. slick. Yeah, somebody works as a ball placement. Like, 
mm-hmm. you know, where like, when where he's putting the ball at, his accuracy, all that stuff. Like he's gonna be good. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, I think we need a new kicker. <laughs> I'm gonna get a new place kicker. Kind of obvious. <laughs> yeah, uh, Cameron Johnson's still feeling that concussion. <laughs> Cameron Johnson concussion, and we got a guy who can't even make a make an extra yarder. make an extra point. Essentially, an old school extra point. Essentially, he can't do 22, <laughs> but he can do 61. Yeah, we'll figure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he can leg the hell out of one of those, but he'll miss a 40. Or right, like, come yeah. on, man! And that was evidence uh, the first year we got him. Like we never understood that, and it still happened. It just hasn't <clears> happened for a while. It just got it just got worse. This year. It got worse. So this year it was like he was really exposed, and then you see the last game he straight up did three in a row, and then the one time they should have went to him, Doug decided to go for it. It's like no, 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 no. That's the time to let him kick. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? Party you can't blame Doug because he's like. He's like gun shy when it comes in. <laughs> He's just well, like, now, yeah. I don't know if I should put him in or not. <laughs> yeah, that's the seat. This is now that this season has wrapped almost pretty much. Yeah, I get why he doesn't trust Elliot, but that's just ironic how that was the time to trust him. And, you know, he didn't. So, yeah, I think we're going to see a different Eagles team next year. Uh, right, yeah. A very different team. I mean, that, that O line is going to be shuffled around. And we're going to have to draft some guys if we can. Mm-hmm. If or, you can. know, or free agency as well. Going to have to be an issue there. Well, you know, um, if there's if there's some guys that shake loose from other teams that didn't do well this year, you know, like they're talking about Julio Jones. So I know that would be a prime vet wide yeah. receiver to have to get rid of some other guys. Yeah. But, you know, I think the wide receiving core, I, I don't know if we really need too many vets thrown in there. Maybe one. Maybe. Well, you know, because once I leaves, it's like who's really truly a vet that you can depend on that's left. Yeah, you know, because if they don't, I mean, if it's I some freaking three, then they bring back Deshaun, he would be your vet. But if they don't, if they don't, obviously, then you have to get you have to I get mean, somebody. Yeah, but you gotta let Alshon go. Get rid of that money. All that money. Yeah, you man. do. Yeah. You do. But I'm still, I'm still out on Deshaun. But go ahead. Oh yeah, Deshaun too. I mean, I love Deshaun, but I think it's time to. Yeah. I think it's time to go. Yeah, I think you need to, that that needs to happen, and you just go young. You got stay with Ward, you stay with Rager, and you mm-hmm. you stay with it. You, you keep the high tower kid. You keep you kind of. Uh, I like Quez Watkins too. I like Quez too. Uh, I was about to say, yeah, Quez needs to stay. Um, high tower's got to work on his fifty fifty ball, but you know I think he'll be fine. Yeah, Fulgham's, um, Fulgham's definitely earned a spot on this team to stay on this team. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I think that's what you go with and you just say okay well we're gonna go with the young receiving core yeah who's gonna who's gonna get better they're gonna get better you know you see yeah I'm not worried about that you know I'm not worried about them if that's you're gonna be your core yes I'm not worried yeah. um because at running least back, you know I don't know running back is still out because you know Boston Scott was good for some things but you obviously can't rely on him all the time um, yeah, I think you should keep him keep him and uh Sanders and throw somebody else in the mix Maybe go out and get an, maybe go out and get another uh maybe go out and get another uh, a veteran that's gonna cost you that much. That's a solid running back. You know, <laughs> somebody can you imagine Frank Gore coming back for one more year because he never stayed that one time they traded for him. Yeah, but I think he I think he's retiring though, isn't he? He, he he, I'm sure he is. I'm just joking. I'm just saying. That yeah. would be funny. Remember, we thought he was going to be Eagle and then he wasn't. 
Yeah, and then he changes. He backed out. Yeah. Yeah, it was like okay. He knew he. Wait, what year? Know. What year was that? He backed. I don't out. remember. I just remember the joke always going around, like you know, E Rock had put in one of his memoriams he does at the end of every season, and he put it like. It wasn't the Super Bowl year, was it? I feel like it was the year before that, maybe. Okay. <laughs> it was a joke. It was like one day. <laughs> he was an eagle for one day. <laughs> but um, yeah, go ahead. Um, I mean, and the O line, like I said, the O line is going to be tough to figure out because you know there's mm-hmm. well, we'll see how that goes. Um, Too much money going yeah. through a lot of guys and you know Lane's going to stay obviously I think yeah. I, I wouldn't be shocked if he stays Throw a healthy Lane Johnson that line that's going to be great mm-hmm. uh, with Malata Malata showed that he could actually play Malata's definitely going to come into his own because he's already had to fight through the fact that kept benching him when he was getting good and learning to trust him and I think he finished out the year pretty decent and he's a huge <laughs> person but once he learns how to use his body right he'll his be is finally healthy I mean right he'll be crazy scary because he's a big guy but he needs oh, to know how to use his body humongous <laughs> humongous yeah. dude yeah, he's got to learn his positioning. He's not, he's having plays where he's like stepping into the wrong hole and he's like, mm-hmm. guys getting by him. And that that takes, I mean, this is what his first full year right here, right? That he's played. That's my point. Yeah. Because yeah, and that's why so. I thought it was stupid to put JP in there at that point because I thought that messed up the, any potential that was coming. Like he could yeah. have probably gotten stuff faster had he just been left in there. Yeah. But, I mean, he, he didn't give up, he gave up what, three sacks in the whole season or four? He was definitely no he was definitely no Winston Justice, you know. He yeah, wasn't like JP, going around like a turnstile. Yeah, JP gave up three in one game. One game right. so. Yeah, and then he of course he's always grabbing at something, his knee, his toe, whatever happened. He ended up getting toe surgery. So it's like, yeah, he's done, I would think. And if I was him, I'd just be happy with the money I made. I'd be like, all right, I'm done. Look, enough en- en- mean, enough enough screwing my body up every Sunday. You know, yeah. we know we know what you were capable of, but there's a point where you just have to let it go, dude, because your body's just gonna give out. Yeah. Um, but also too now what do you think about Saymalu you think Saymalu's worthy of keeping yeah I mean he got better I think even yeah, he better. Yeah. I think, I, he think should, he, I think he should stay in yeah I think he just didn't get a, a lot of reps when he was thrown in in the past yeah. and that's why people were shaky on him because he just never was sure where he was supposed to be yeah. and you know and if they get a new center they might as well just draft a center too just to be safe because the guy yeah. that they threw in when Kelsey was out for that snap he's obviously going to be next in line yeah so and you know I would rather keep Carson just for that sake to get used to the center position getting comfortable with the snap but I also feel like he would be vindicated if he does get traded just to a contender instead of being you know trusted to be the good guy and, and subject to another competition when he shouldn't be yeah, that's well, what I have a problem with yeah it sucks that who knows what's going to happen with him. Fans were being too rough on him, I think. Well, they are. And I think it's just because, and like everything, the reason why we always, as human nature, get overzealous is because we had high expectations. And that's not anybody's fault but our own. Like, we usually buy into the hype. We usually buy into what he did for that one year. And you have to realize that every year since, he has tried to get back, but can't you can't defeat a fractured back you can't defeat a concussion you know you can't oh, he couldn't you can't plan defeat that. certain things but yeah. that whole last year he survived he just had a very weak squad and he managed to bring him back in four games which Jalen didn't do this year so that's yeah. the advantage right now Carson actually got to a postseason he just didn't get to finish it 
Yeah. So he always had something against him. And that's kind of just the nature of the beast of the game. Like, I don't feel like he's any different from any other player. The only thing is, if you don't have the same personnel every year, you're going to get hurt. I'm sorry. It's just, mm -hmm. you don't, you should have the same basic players every, at least for two to three years of your career before they yeah. start falling apart on you. Yeah. So people don't want to consider that because all they just see is the mess ups. And I'm like, yeah, he is frustrating at times. Trust me. But it's no different from watching Ben Simmons not shoot a shoot a damn jumper. But I'm one of those fans who finally realized, you know what? He's just not. So just stop calling him a point guard and everybody will be less hateful. You know, you put but, this little expectation yeah. on people and it always is going to uh, disappoint you. Well, yeah. And you also can't put a a number on all the other stuff he does he does a lot of, i mean he's one of, he's an elite defender in the league you mm -hmm. know he does a lot of good yeah okay yeah okay he doesn't shoot a jump shot but he still averages he still has a good point average he's i'm still, not thinking he's exciting yeah. i do think he's exciting but that's my point like the whole mind game that has been on him or put on him that you kind of wonder was that the sixers fault or is that Ben's fault because at this point I'm thinking okay if you're calling him a point guard but he's not shooting then he's not a point guard so what is he you know and my whole thing is you can't get around it and say that he's a basketball player yeah well duh there's other basketball players around you but the difference is if there's one thing if you think you can't shoot and you you're not a good shooter and you are and it's just in your head because he's he doesn't shoot bad to me I don't know what his hang-up is I think his shot looks fine yeah, I've seen him in practice shooting, and it looks okay. And we saw him do a couple threes last season. That's my point. Like, the fact that he did them, what was so ugly about it? Yeah, there was know. nothing ugly about it. It's a head trip. So that's why I think people are even more mad, because they feel like whatever his obsession of looking good is, he doesn't think that's included. <laughs> and I don't yeah. know why. You know? Well, so you when know, they're down and Tobias doesn't shoot, what the hell are you going to do? You can't keep passing. Yeah, you know, well, nothing is good enough for some people. So, you know. No, you're right. But I, I'm just saying, it wouldn't be that bad if Tobias wasn't shaky all the time and getting that money. So that's what people are really obsessed with. Well, yeah, but, he needs to, he should be shooting, like, way better than he is. Well, I mean, considering how him and Mike and, and you know, at the time, um, what was his name? Bobby came in. Mm -hmm. Tobias was shooting without even thinking. And I don't know what happened. I don't know if he's think he's definitely thinking too much. But he made up for it, apparently, this Toronto game that I missed. So I totally slept on it. But everybody was saying he, was, he stepped yeah. up way better. But well, he doesn't do we'll it see. every game. So, yeah, but we'll tying see. that back, mean, to, back to Carson, I was just making that reference that why yeah. people come come down on him like they come down on Ben was my point. Mm -hmm. And I think it's just high expectation. So, but um, who defensive wise do you want to um, see come or leave? Um, did you I'm sorry. I think we said some of them, but you know, um, yeah, I mentioned a couple linebackers. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, like I mentioned Nate Gary, I mentioned, um, well, Avery's an end. He kind of sounds like a linebacker sometimes, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the D backs, we gotta, we gotta get some, we gotta get some more talent. We gotta get another talented corner. That's what I think we need to draft one, and some of those other guys are gonna have to go. I just, no. I just find it weird that you can't find any that are sustainable. That's that's what what kills me about that position. They always seem between that and linebacker. Eagles seem to have no clue as to what is good and what's not. Yeah, we used and to I not be like how, that. We used what, to, no, I'm thinking that's the important. I would think that's very important when your four, your front four has a philosophy that, or your coordinator has a philosophy that the front four should keep pushing and they can't. So why wouldn't you get a stronger core of cornerbacks? Yeah. You know, I, I would think that that would be a priority for a decent defense. 
Yeah, you would think, but no. We'll see. I mean, now, I think um, I don't know what we're going to do in the safety position, but because McLeod's not going to, he probably won't be ready for next season. Well, he may be. Who knows? He he may, but I I, I wouldn't rush him because I, I look at it this way: he was just out the previous season, and he actually, to me, stepped up his game a lot this year in lieu yeah. of you know Malcolm not being there. So for him to be mm-hmm. hurt when he was, it was like the worst time because they, he was pretty much having to work as just as hard, you know, because he had to. Rep being a safe now is he a safety because that's what confuses me is he a yeah, safety yeah, he's, a sa- he's a safety okay so you yeah. need like two more of his position at least to back him up because yeah, I mean there is not doing it we're gonna have to see what we have in that kid Wallace he's gonna have to play more oh duh you know, yeah Wallace yeah Clemson kid Wallace yeah is, yeah he's gonna have to play more well that's good because that okay I'll say okay I'm glad you said that then because that just brought me back to why would they let go of Will Parks because maybe that's where they should have inserted him before letting him go mm-hmm. and that's the shit that I hate like who the hell told him to leave because to me that he only snapped maybe once or twice and the, and the few times he actually got sacked so it's like what was wrong with him yeah that's what, that's what I was thinking we need a different uh, DC yeah because he shouldn't he shouldn't be back in Denver Denver's not going anywhere like, yes, it's good for him because he's familiar and he knew to go back, but why was he here in the first place? And first of all, it's sad because he's a he's a he's a North Philly guy. So I kind of feel bad that you couldn't even show off for your home squad, you know, because they don't know what to do with you. And that's ridiculous. Because a few times <laughs> I remember him playing, I think it was preseason or one of the games where somebody went down. I remember him getting a sack and he was the and to me he was pretty quick up the line. So that's why I was like, Well, why would the three would you let him go? You know, and it's just timing, I guess, but it just him and Kayvon, I don't care. If they show any kind of passion, you should just let them show it off, at least for a game where you're down. You know? Yeah, this has been a this has been a weird year with personnel. Wait, wait, oh my god. This, I mean, uh, every, everywhere. I mean not just our team, but every team. No, it's crazy. No. Every, there's been crazy circumstances because of the lack of preseason and the and the and the pandemic. I get it. But yeah. It's just as annoying when you know our squad is already having issues from the door. Like, we mm-hmm. didn't need this extra, like, FU period because it just <laughs> yeah, right. exposed everything, you know, where some people were like, oh, we're just down for the season, but we'll come back. No, Eagles are, like, decimated now. Like, and the morale is down because now there's a trust factor, you know? Mm-hmm. There's going to be a lot of money lost, and, you know, they're already cheap as it is, at least in their reputation has always been they're not very you know they're not really yeah. known to really spend efficiently so it's like I think that's why they feel he feel they feel justified every year to pick the players they do to fill in the blanks because they don't want to pay nobody but to me it's worth it to, to Bryce Harper somebody on that damn squad just so you can secure yeah. the promise you know what I mean like somebody has to be worth all that money and the one person you think is worthy doesn't get along with his coach or at least isn't on the same page uh, strategically with his coach yeah. and that's a problem so well we will you know that's the only time we'll tell AJ what's gonna happen like we no. we're gonna well, we're always feeling this way aren't we we're always yeah. feeling like we don't know what the hell is going on with this team and I don't like that feeling like people think it's gonna be an exciting off season but is it really <laughs> And I who think it's knows? Be more dramatic. <laughs> yeah, and who knows what the LC is going to be like with the whole right. COVID thing? Yeah, because with the, with the COVID. we're yeah. not. Uh, people think that oh, this is going to magically go away in the next two months. No, it's not. So no, we, we thought it was going to be over <clears throat> a while ago. Yeah, I mean, yep. So we is uh, 
this is going to be a see and i say wait and see but hate to keep yeah, saying yeah, that wait. but that it's going to be that's what it is well right now. you know you know what's going to happen now because just like last season we there were constantly little whispers and 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 things going on and then the draft happened and then it was like the biggest letdown so i'm all for the crap that happens before the draft at this point like i'd rather know some stuff that happens before April because there's an issue of when Carson's real contract goes into play as to whether or not they can still decide to trade him if they do. Mm-hmm. So to me, I'm going to be more on my pins and needles waiting to see what happens with that more than anything. Because as much as I want him to stay, I also feel like he just got kind of breached in terms of trust with the front office and I feel like they did him dirty in a way. Yeah. And that's why I feel like he's entitled to go to a new team that he's familiar with because I feel like that just cuts all the bullshit. You know, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. that's just me. I'm not for the drama and I don't feel like Carson's the type of person to really, you know, out somebody, but he's going to have a different squad next year. And once again, have to learn from the bottom up at 28. That's just messed up. Yeah. But hey, these guys get paid money to do that. So don't feel that. All right. <laughs> well, you know what? I don't want to keep you too long. Happy New Year, my friend. And, Happy New uh, Year to you too. And, I will, I and uh, will, ho- hopefully to our listeners, we'll be able to have something exciting to talk about Sixers wise, at least because Eagles be done after this weekend. So yeah, well, we'll talk again on the other side. <laughs> we sure will. Happy New Year! Thanks for uh, Year. joining me again, the co-ed edition, AJ's Suburban Princess, Eddie B. Happy New Year, guys! We're out. Bye bye.